when William Borden, the heir to the multi-million dollar Borden Dairy Estate, graduated from high school, his gift was a trip around the world. Now, while your average 18-year-old is going to be living it up and enjoying the time of their life, Borden experienced a growing concern for the lost of the Middle East and Asia. He wrote home, I'm going to give my life to prepare for the mission field. In the back of his Bible, he wrote two words, no reserves. Enrolling at Yale University, Borden promptly began a student ministry. By the end of his freshman year, he had 150 freshmen meeting for weekly Bible study and prayer. By his senior year, 1,000 out of Yale's 1,300 students were involved in this ministry. In a personal journal entry, he defined the source of his spiritual strength by saying, say no to self and yes to Jesus every time. Beyond campus, Borden was often seen ministering to the downtrodden in New Haven. He loved the widows and the orphans and the disabled. To help men who were caught in the destructive lifestyle of alcoholism, he founded something called the Yale Hope Mission. One of his friends wrote that he, quote, might be often found in the lower parts of the city at night, on the street, or in some restaurant to which he had taken a poor hungry fellow to feed him, seeking to lead men to Christ. After graduation in the class of 1909, Borden declined numerous high-paying job offers because of this growing sense of a call to mission that was now specifically focused on Muslims in China. At that time, he wrote two more words in the back of his Bible, no retreats. Borden went on to Princeton Seminary, and then after that, set sail for China. Now, he stopped in Egypt on the way for some Arabic studies, but while he was there, he contracted spinal meningitis. Within one month's time, the 25-year-old Borden was dead. I mean, just think about that. I'm 27, and at 25, his life was over. You know, was Borden's untimely death a waste? No, not in God's plan. Just prior to his death, he wrote two more words in the back of his Bible. Underneath no reserves and no retreats, he wrote the words, no regrets. Good morning. I'm Paul Griswold, and Shannon is not here today, and I'm not going to preach to you, so don't worry. Um, what... Uh, Shannon asked us to do, Lee and I, the tall guy at the end, um, asked us to update you on the men's ministry here at Sturgeon Bay Community Church. And we played this vi little No Regrets video because yesterday we had 35, 35 guys here from six different churches um, for the No Regrets Men's Conference, which was live-streamed uh, from Elmbrook Church, um, down in Brookfield. And the guys that were here had the opportunity to hear six nationally known speakers uh, address 10 different uh, topics, issues including marriage, parenting, uh, biblical manhood, how to grow your faith, um, and many more. And Charlie and the worship band provided uh, live music. It was, it was a wonderful day. And if you talk to any of the guys who are here, they'll, they'll certainly tell you the same. Um, and it was just so good to see these guys here invest a whole Saturday um, to worship and to learn and to grow. Um, so we're, we're, we um, uh, 
asked uh, Baxter Colburn and Mike Tittle and uh, Jim uh, Condra to talk about their experience in the men's groups and how it's impacted their lives. And, and these are no regrets groups. And we want to say that's what we're going to focus on this more in our, our discussion here. But I want you to know that there are other groups out there. Um, there are other women's groups, men's groups, mixed groups um, that, that all apply to this as well. So what you hear today is, is a little bit more about the no regrets groups, but, but please consider that uh, in, in terms of the other groups that are, that are available um, for you today. Um, and these guys are all members of the Tuesday night no regrets groups. And um, I want to thank you guys for coming up here, um, for sharing your Sunday mornings with us. And we're going to start by having each of these guys kind of just introduce themselves and tell a little bit about their story. So let's start with Baxter and take it away. Thanks, Paul. Good morning, everyone. Um, I have been a part of Sturgeon Bay Community Church. Uh, my family and I moved up here almost two years ago, and uh, I was interested in getting involved in the church. Hi, Beckham. I need to acknowledge <laughs> you right away. Hi, hi buddy. Uh, <laughs> I got involved in the men's groups after um, my wife uh, had become friends with uh, Stephanie Skiba, and she had been trying to get Justin to go to a Tuesday night group, and she said, hey, I think Justin might be going, uh, maybe you should be going, and I think the wives were conspiring because Mike showed up at the same group, and I think Mike Odin and a couple others, so all the wives must have been chatting and saying, maybe you guys should Good job, go. ladies. Yeah, so thank you for that, first of all. Uh, so showed up, and immediately felt like I was in this group for many, many years, not just one night. And my fifth journey up to that point had been uh, a little back and forth. I was raised Catholic, and then uh, once I married my wife almost four years ago, we really started to place a, a huge emphasis on religion in our family and just trying to make sure that our beliefs were aligned. And by coming here, it really allowed us to start to open up as our family began. And uh, over the summer, we were able to get baptized also. And it really started to help our faith continue to grow. And by joining this group, it's really started to point my faith journey, but also my life in the proper direction as well. Mike. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike. Um, my faith journey started, you know, like I think many young children. I grew up in a very traditional Lutheran church. Um, parents who had hearts for the Lord, but for some reason, it never stuck in my life. And, uh, you know, when I turned 18, I kind of turned away from the Lord in that life and kind of did my own thing for a number of years. And it wasn't until uh, 11 years ago when my wife, um, Brianna, walked into my life. Um, and the Lord had a mighty plan for our lives, I feel like. Um, and he kind of spoke through her. And through that relationship, I came to know Christ. And uh, um, it's been a pretty awesome journey. Um, we've been um, here at Sturgeon Bay for two years. Um, we previously lived in Salt Lake City for, um, well, I've been there 12 or 13 years. Um, but my wife moved out there. She's originally from Wisconsin. And we moved here to kind of escape suburbia and city life, just in search of a simpler life. And her parents retired up here um, just outside of Fish Creek. So we want to be closer because we have three little kids, one of which, Krug, is sitting up there in the front seat. And, uh, um, but we have three little kids and everything um, with fourth on the way, so it's busy at our house. Um, but anyways, I've been part of the men's group about as long as um, Baxter has. Um, and indeed, I think our wives were all kind of conspiring. Um, and Mike Dean had invited me, and I kind of known Justin Skiba and some other people, and we all just kind of, I don't know, 
showed up at the same time. I think we doubled the size of your group. Easily, yeah. easily, we <laughs> did. When, when we showed up, um, and it's been awesome. You know, the last two years has been really incredible. So, uh, my name is Jim Condra. Uh, Let's see, when I came to Christ when I was 28, uh, 1993, I uh, was a military officer in the Coast Guard, and uh, I was actually a chief at that time, chief petty officer. Um, executive officer that I saw as a, as a guy who's uh, just the way he acted was a little bit different than the rest of the sailors, all right? So he drew me, uh, asked me, he said, come on to one of his churches, that, or a church that he went to in Chesapeake, Virginia. We went there, I liked the preacher, he wasn't wearing a tie. Uh, he talked about practical messages. Uh, he talked about uh, having a relationship with Jesus. Uh, eventually, I turned my life over to Christ. Um, since then, I've been uh, plugging along, whether it's Promise Keepers, Children's Ministries, Men's Ministries, uh, in the Word, and just uh, you grow in your faith, you study the Word, you grow in your faith in the, in the knowledge of uh, the Lord, and then uh, you help one another as you're doing that, okay? So uh, I hats off to my wife. Uh, my wife, uh, Julie, she's not here uh, today. Just, I was at the point in my life where I had three kids, and I had the fourth one on the way is when I came to Christ. So, uh, Mike, I'm glad you're just a little bit ahead of me, you know, with your kids a lot sooner. So uh, uh, <clears throat> it's just great to uh, have my wife brought me. She was uh, also a, a woman of, uh, who knew the Lord that kind of helped along in that journey to bring me to, uh, to knowing Christ and uh, just knowing God's Word. Women have an amazing way of doing it. They that. do, they do. Keep going, ladies. Keep going. Don't get discouraged really? if you got a, a rough neck guy in your life, all right? So just keep working on him. Pray on him. I'm Lee Cerati. Um, I lead one of the No Regrets groups here. Paul leads the other. These three gentlemen are all in Paul's group. Just to give you a little bit of background, there are eight units that we go through in No Regrets. Each of those units is something of interest to men. Uh, wide variety of things. Um, each unit has seven to eight lessons, so there's about 60 lessons total, and it takes typically about two years to go through the entire study. Uh, I'd like to uh, get a little discussion going here, get some questions to these guys, see if they can tell you about what it's like to actually be a member of a No Regrets group. So guys, uh, first question, uh, what do you guys do in your No Regrets groups? What do you talk about? Uh, what's it like? And how is it different maybe from the typical Bible study group that many of us have been in over the years? <laughs> well, Go for it, we, we, we're all sworn to secrecy. <laughs> we no. do manly things. Um, no, it's, uh, it's really great. Um, you know, uh, I, I've honestly, I've been involved in a few small groups, um, but none that were just solely men. Um, and, you know, each week we study a different topic, whether it be, or not each week, but each kind of session, if you will. We, we cover a different topic, everything from marriage to... Um, men's uh, work. Our work. Men's work, yeah. yes, that was a big one. Um, our careers, um, parenting, all sorts of different topics um, from a biblical perspective. But what I think makes it really unique is just the diversity of men that are in the group. Because um, it's not, you know, a young... Well, I think I'm like 25, but I'm not. Um, no, but there's a there's a mix of men. You know, we have all the way from I think Baxter, are you a baby? I'm a baby. Yes, um, all the way up to like 80 in our group. Well, that's not me. That's that? not Paul. Don't that's look not me. me. Okay. <laughs> not me. But anyways, uh, yeah. we have a very diverse group of men, and it's fantastic to go through life with men 
um, who have maybe more experience than you, um, who have been through some things, um, and uh, it's just it's a it's a wonderful experience. I can't speak highly enough about it. And I think the big thing as the baby in the group, well, 27-year-old of my, my baby here, um, it's, it's unique because when you walk in Tuesday night, you, you walk into this environment that you just feel like you are, you're supposed to be there. And after the first couple of times that I went to group, I was like, you know, this seems like something that I want to be a part of. And it's amazing because we can have our specific lesson that we want to try to work on each week, and we've you know, got our memory verse, and uh, we've got everything kind of laid out, but then... The whole night can change if someone walks in the door and says, hey, guys, I'm, I'm dealing with something. My, my marriage is having an issue, uh, my job, uh, me personally, whatever it might be. And it's amazing how quickly the books just go, and we say, what's going on? Let's talk. Let's, let's pour into who you are, what's going on in your life. And I think that when you, you hear that, you know, well, let's, we're going to do a men's study. Oh, okay, great. It's, it's amazing to me that I've seen so many, so many guys be emotional. I've seen so many guys cry. I've seen so many guys just stop what they're doing and say, hey, I want to pray for you right this second because I feel like God is calling me to, to do that. And I think for that, that's amazing because it's, it, it is. You've got your traditional study. You're looking at the word. You're diving in. But you're also growing your relationships and you're forming that accountability and you're forming that almost that family of Christian brothers around you. Yeah, we have the uh, Apostle Paul. He's our uh, leader for our group. And uh, he brings holy water. Normally we have our little water, uh, they're not holy water, but you know, they're just, it's jugs of water, 16 ounce, 12 ounce jugs of water. He brings that, uh, when we meet, we have our scripture memory verse, we hold one another accountable for it. Yep. You know, so for example, you put God's word in your heart, right, and you need to know it. And so you look at one another and you say, hey, give me Ephesians 2, 8, 9, or something like that, or uh, Proverbs 27, 17. So you challenge one another on those verses. There's also a great thing that happens in our group that I love, too, that Paul brought in was at the end, he passes out these little pieces of paper, and he says, okay, everyone gets a piece of paper. It's just a little four-by-four. Four. You write down a prayer request, and then you put it inside a hat, and normally we put it in Dan's hat. He's got a big old cowboy hat, and puts it in his hat, and then we kind of pass it around, and we grab out those prayer requests, and you open one up. As long as you don't get yours, you've got to be you know, faithful to put yours back if you get it. But you get a prayer request, and then you're able to pray for that man uh, of what his prayer needs are, are. Another thing, too, in our group, where it's once they start, they're kind of closed groups, okay? Um, there's a confidentiality thing. What's said in the group stays in the group, okay? So it's not a matter of I say something, and then, you know, next thing you know, it's out of the group. No, no, what's said in the group stays in the group. So you're there just to hold one another accountable and help one another through life. Very good. Thanks, guys. I think what these guys have just kind of told you about is that the unique thing about No Regrets is that it does provide that safe place where men can go and talk to each other about things that men need to talk to each other about. Men are not very good about developing close friends that they can talk to, and so it's hard to find a place where you can talk with other men about your problems, and believe me, men do have problems. That handsome, sophisticated guy sitting out there next to you this morning, ladies, may seem like he doesn't have a problem in the world. But he probably does, and uh, he probably benefit from no regrets, frankly. So let me ask you guys, uh, are your wives happy that you're in no regrets? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that I wanted to bring up, you know, when we moved here, I was going through kind of a rough time. Um, just I had a lot of pride in my career and what I was doing and a lot of focus elsewhere. 
Um, so my wife and I talk about Mike 2.0 and uh, you know hitting the reset button when we moved here and everything and men's no regrets really helped me to do that and replace the focus and I think one of the great things about any sort of group men's women's whatever um, and we were talking about this at the last service you know there's a lot of great groups out there um, there's a great women's group on Monday nights and whatever but being involved in those it gives us as you know whether you're married or not um, but for those married people, you know, it gives us food for thought and things to talk about throughout the week and diving into the word and talking about um, whatever it is we're learning about or going through or studying together. And that can be a powerful thing, I think. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that also. Yeah, since joining the group, um, my, my wife and I have just always tried to place an emphasis on just being open with whatever is going on in our life. And by being in the word, both of us in our own specific studies, it has allowed our relationship and our marriage to grow. And I think that's so important to be doing that. And like you mentioned, yes, even if you might be a single person, still being involved in a group of some sort can only make you a better person because if you, know, you, are, you are able to establish that relationship and get married down the line, how even better will it be because you spent that time growing in the Word? So for me, it's... So many things it's, I wish it's, it would so, Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so important for me um, to be involved in the Word because it's, it's challenging me and it's making me grow and it's making me a better father and a better husband, which is ultimately benefiting my family. Right, right. We typically have a, a wide variety of uh, ages represented in our groups, which is really wonderful. And I have seen that benefit so many men over the years. Uh, you know, we have young guys like these two and more seasoned guys like the rest of us. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm thinking about something that happened once in one of my, one of my groups at Elmbrook. Uh, a young man came into our group. He was in his mid-20s. He had been married for six months. And as is typical in our groups, we just go around and we say, well, how's everybody doing? Does anybody have any concerns? Is there anything we can pray for you about? How's it all going? And this guy said, it's not going well. I am just miserable. And we said, well, what's the problem? Well, he said, it's my wife. She is driving me crazy. She is so unreasonable. And we said, well, what in the world is she doing? Oh, man, all kinds of things. I mean, she's got this chore list that she expects me to do every week. And she expects us to, time, to spend all this time together. And not only that, but if I go deer hunting for a weekend, when I come back Sunday night, she's mad as a hornet at me. Can you believe that? And so this went on for a few weeks, and finally the guy sat down with this guy and said, you know, you're not single anymore, and there is an unreasonable person in your house, but it's not your wife. It's you, and you need to be making some changes. And here's what the Bible says about being a husband. And it took this guy a couple of weeks to kind of come along and, and kind of get the picture, but eventually he did. And uh, a few weeks later, he was back in group, and he was uh, telling us how wonderful it was to be married. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that, that a group can do, uh, especially having some older guys with some experience. I, I always say that the collective wisdom of a dozen Bible-reading men who have decades and decades of real-life experiences can be extremely powerful, and that's what we saw here. And I think there's a moral to this story for you ladies as well, which may be that uh, if your husband needs some uh, changes made, it may be easier to just send him to no regrets and to make those changes yourself. I think that's the moral of the story.
Yeah, there's a, there's a verse, and uh, it comes from Hebrews, and it's uh, 23 through 25, and it talks about not us forsaking the gathering, but let us meet together and encouraging one another to do, you know, just encouraging one another. So that's part of the thing in men's, men's group. It's great we come on Sunday, right? It's great that we worship the Lord in corporate worship. Okay, we come, but uh, I think God has uh, bigger and greater plans for us as human beings that uh, we need social interaction with one another. We need to sharpen one another. And uh, there's nothing better to uh, just sharpen on God's word and uh, encourage one another and to walk in their faith and uh, saying, hang in there. You know, when life gets you down a little bit, uh, hang in there. I'll help you out, brother, you know, or help one another out. Well, the band of brother things is important, uh, and it's a big part of no regrets. The other part of being no regrets is discipleship, is, uh, is learning what we need to be doing to, walking with, to be walking with the Lord. So I guess my next question for you guys is, has being in no regrets helped your discipleship? Has it helped you to do a better job of walking with the Lord? I think it's amazing how much God will start to just put into your life when you're involved in the Word all of a sudden. So when I started this group, I started meeting people and started meeting a lot of non-Christians just through a lot of different work things that I was doing. And the conversations were just happening organically. And all of a sudden, I kind of felt like God was just saying, go ahead go ahead, say what you, you know, and it was, and they kept coming back. So by being a part of this, by, as you mentioned, Jim, sharpening uh, my, my faith, my, my knowledge of the Bible, all of a sudden God continued to kind of push these people into my life saying, hey, you need to utilize the knowledge that I've given you to now hopefully uh, provide some information for them that can possibly spark a relationship with them. So it was, it was ironic because it happened once and I'm like, okay, cool, thanks God. But then all of a sudden it kept happening again. I'm like, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And it's uncomfortable, right? If you all of a sudden kind of get pushed into that role and you're like, I, what do you mean I have to share my faith? You know, I'm fine doing it with my, my 12 guys on a Tuesday night, but what do you mean I need to talk to this person at the grocery store, Lord? And it's, it's amazing how all of a sudden, when you get pushed out of your comfort zone and you lean into it, how all of a sudden your life takes this whole another change and you feel that gratitude and that pat on the back saying from God saying, good job, that's what I wanted you to do. Yeah, yeah, I think, too, just being in the Word. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a typical, well, I'm kind of ADHD. Um, I bounce around very easily in the Bible. But I, what I, one of the things that I love about this study in particular, and just being in a group with men, women, whatever it might be, and being in the Word, um, is, you know, you're exposed and you, you get different takes on things. And, and just that knowledge of the Bible um, and learning and growing and, and again back to the whole marriage thing and just my relationship with my wife you know we have a lot of discussions about things and she's like she blows my mind when it comes to the Bible um, but uh, it's just it's so great to like be in the word more and you know a lot of times we do do kind of like these formal lessons if you will each week there's some reading and stuff which is good it shouldn't be um, too intimidating for anybody um, but I love that it just it leads me to parts of the Bible that maybe I'm not familiar with, or it gives me knowledge on a subject, a biblical knowledge, on a subject that maybe I wasn't aware of, or the way I'm living my life, or um, when I go to work each day in my career, or how to be a better husband, or whatever it might be, it's very applicable, and I've appreciated that. Yeah, uh, Mike's, most of the lessons are like there's uh, typically four lessons in a week, and that you might have your first uh, part after your... Uh, the after the Tuesday we meet, then Wednesday should take a look at your verse that you have memorized, you know, for the next week uh, in there. And then uh, each day we'll, you'll have different sections that you might go to different passages in the scripture and have to read. 
And uh, you'll have to write down kind of your responses and kind of how they apply to your life. And then uh, you come together collectively, and then there's a kind of a large group or small group session. Uh, Paul kind of dictates that, whether or not we're going to be talking on this. Or sometimes, again, a guy's need within uh, this event that's going on in their life, you know. Uh, I, we, do have, we do have some things, you know, where it's like, hey, I need help with this. And, again, we want to be practical. We understand that we're all fallen people. We're, we're, we're fallen people living in a fallen world, you know, but God's gave us his spirit within us, and he gave us his word, and he gave us a time to fellowship with one another. We encourage one another. So, uh, you know, it's good stuff. I mean, good, good food for the soul and uh, practical lives. Yeah. One of the other, uh, one of the units that we uh, go through is something called uh, becoming the man that God created you to be. Uh, and one of the things that we find out as we go through no regrets is that we are oftentimes not the man that God wanted us to be. We have issues, and oftentimes we don't even know what those issues are until we get into the group uh, or how important they are. For example, some people, some men come in with self-esteem issues. Uh, a lot of guys come through our groups with wounds from the past, in particular father wounds. Uh, there are so many absentee fathers in our societies and, and in our society, and that really impacts kids, and some of those kids come through our groups. Uh, we have men come through our groups with uh, issues with alcoholism, pornography, a lot of things like that, things that need to be changed. And uh, one of our key Bible verses is Proverbs 27:17, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." And so a big part of what we do in our group is called accountability. I've never been in a, in a non-no-regrets Bible study where we did accountability. So could you guys talk to us a little bit about accountability and how that works in your groups and what that does for you? Yeah, when, we, um, when, when you first join the group, um, we all sign like a little, I don't know. A little covenant? Covenant. Um, uh, which I think provides a safe, safe, safe space for men. You know, what stays or what's said behind the walls or behind the doors of the group kind of stays within that. And I think that allows men to open up. But there's also accountability with memorizing Bible verses, which I'm not good at. Um, Jim's the king of that. But there's um, also date nights, too. How you doing with your date, with your wife? Yes, Are you going but, on a date? but all sorts of accountability. Just, um, I mean, men come in, and it's like, you know, I need to work on this this week with my wife, or I'm really struggling with this, or I'm struggling getting in the Word each day. And, you know, I've never been in a Bible group where... Um, we have one gentleman in our in our group, Dan. He's like he says it like it is, and it's like, so how'd you do with that, Mike, or whatever? And it's great. It's awesome. I love it because it forces me to be accountable for my actions and things that I personally want to work on, and it makes me a better man. I feel like. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Also, as uh, you were talking about earlier, also it's it's hard for men nowadays to form those close bonds with other guys to to have those close friends. You know, I had a lot of close friends in high school, a lot of close friends in college, and then something happens when you have a family and you get married. All of a sudden, all your friends that are single, especially, just kind of vanish, and you look for all those other dads. Like, hey, you're doing the dad thing. Let's be friends, and uh, mostly because for playdates. But uh, it's. <laughs> It's amazing, though, how that all kind of works out in that regards because it is. It's, it's, that accountability part of it is so helpful, and it's, you're able to form these relationships, and it's great to be able to go through life with other people. And not to say that some of my friends that are single can't still be a sounding board and help, but 
Mike is going to understand what it's like having you know two kids at home or what it's like being married as opposed to one of my single guy friends. So it's as you go through life, your friends need to mature as well, and those that you lean on need to mature with you also. So that's one thing that this group has helped me with as well. Yeah, I, I just want to mention two things quick. Um, as one of the older people in the group, I learn a lot from these young guys. Um, it's not like the old guys teaching the young guys. It's the young guys teaching the old guys. So I walk many nights out of this group kind of going, ooh, that just gives me a whole new perspective. It gives me, I've learned something. And that, that has just been a, a, a surprise to me, I guess, in some ways. Um, the other thing is, and I, I just want to reiterate this again, um, we're talking about our Tuesday night, the No Regrets group. There are other groups, women's groups, there's mixed groups, um, there's other men's groups that are going on too that don't necessarily follow this curriculum, but um, uh, Doug Hoppy has one Tuesday morning, Prince of, uh, they meet at Prince of Peace, um, and it's more of a Bible study group. We have a men's group on Friday morning that's more of a, a book study group, uh, although we're jumping into a book of the Bible. Um, so there are other options available, too, as well, other times and other options. Um, so if you're at all thinking about joining a group, whether you're a man, woman, married, single, young, old, whatever, we got the ministry desk. You can stop there, and we'll help you get connected, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we, I mean, all the way from little kiddos, you know, you're, you get plugged into the student ministry stuff. You attend the Wednesday night. The whole thing is, is look at God did not design you to be out there all by yourself. God designed you to be in relationship with other people, other Christians, to sharpen you and, and use, and then you do that your gift, you develop your gift for the work of the ministry that God has given you, and you just you just use it. Say, here I am, God, I'm available. No regrets thing, another thing that's up on this thing, let nothing move you, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. No Regrets has been around for 19 years, I think it was. Um, and 26. 26. 26, okay. And they've been doing the conferences for 19 years, but they, they got proven curriculum, okay? It's curriculum that's uh, it's in order, it's set forth, and it's uh, there to equip us, to equip men in this particular case. Yeah, I need to... Uh, let's do one more question, guys. If you could just uh, say to the guys sitting out here this morning who might be considering... Uh, joining a No Regrets group. Could you just uh, tell them what you think they should do about that? Join. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I, I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it'll make you, you know, I, I travel a lot for my career. Um, so there are periods when I'm away from home and whatever. And uh, my wife and I were just actually talking about this last night. Um, the weeks that I am home and that I go, and some weeks it's hard. I have three little kids, another one on the way. Life is busy. I get it. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, but it, it can be a challenge, you know. I understand that. It's a, it's a time commitment and whatever. But what I can say from my own life is when I take the effort, go, God meets me there and does amazing things in my life. And I feel like my life uh, is firing on all cylinders when I do that, even when I don't want to do it. I feel like great things happen in my life just being surrounded by other men. And I'm just a happier, more pleasant Awesome dad, maybe, to be around. Yeah. <laughs> and husband. And that accountability is really good, I think. And I think a big thing to remind about that is I echo everything that you're saying, too. For those that are sitting in the audience going, I couldn't even name 10 books in the Bible. You don't have to be a perfect anything. You don't have to have all this knowledge to come and join a group. You're 
you're doing it wrong. You, it's, this is where you should be as you're trying to grow in your journey. I learn things, as you mentioned, I learn things from the a little bit older than me people. I learn people from those that have you know, done things so many different ways in their life. You don't have to be this perfect person or have all of this knowledge to go and be a part of a men's group. That's almost better if you don't because sometimes that naivety opens the door even more to more discussion because everyone just kind of assumes that, oh yeah, we, just, we, we know that. But then someone asks that question like, that's a good question. We haven't talked about that in five or six months. We should have a discussion about that. Yeah. So don't be afraid to go out and just, just put yourself and out there. It will be I, huge. I would, I would also encourage the women to encourage the men in your life um, because I think it's a very powerful thing. I know a lot of my growth has come from my wife stretching me and setting the bar higher and higher and higher. <laughs> and I think that's a really good thing, and I praise God for her in my life. Um, but I would encourage women, too, you know, to get involved in a group and whatever, because I see like what my wife's doing in her Monday night Bible study, and I see the women that come together, and it's such a powerful thing, and I think it's a great thing. So that's my two cents. Those are great comments, guys. I can't think of a better way to end our time together as a band of brothers than to have communion together. So as uh, Brian comes up, uh, just two closing comments, I guess. First of all, thank you so much to these three guys who have been willing to come up here, talk with us today. And the last thing I would say is if you have any interest in joining a No Regrets group, we are planning on starting one up probably within the next month. Uh, please uh, see Paul or I. Our names, emails, and phone numbers are in the bulletin. Or also, be sh feel free to talk to any of these guys. They would be happy to talk with you about their experiences in No Regrets.